Welcome to the Logger and Listings Podcast with JFK Properties. This podcast gives real estate investors, experts, and entrepreneurs an opportunity to share their stories over a casual beverage. Hosted by the founding members of JFK Properties, an investment company that specializes in commercial and residential real estate. So sit back, grab a drink, and listen to this real, insightful, and sometimes funny podcast on real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to another episode of the Logger and Listings Podcast with JFK Properties with Jerry Ferez and Kurt. We have the absolute pleasure of recording our first in-person podcast on a lake. So Jerry, can you describe what we're looking at right now as we record this? Manitowaba Lake up near Perry Sound, Ontario, and lakeside in a screened-in room, no bugs, beautiful weather, and cold beer in hand. And just got finished our shareholders meeting. Which took longer than it probably should have, and probably we consumed more beers than we should have. No, we weren't even going to drink. That is true. That is true. (laughs) I'm going to blame myself for that one. That is my fault. Yeah, so... Just so you guys know, I did not drink. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> okay, I'll be the honest one. <laughs> so, obviously, the past couple of weeks have been a little bit of anomaly. We had Faraz, who was sick a couple of weeks ago. And then Jerry had some technical issues that I figured don't exist anymore since hopefully we can hear you now. Yeah, no, I'm in person now. <laughs> I can hear now. <laughs> So a few weeks ago, we attended the multifamily conference in Brampton, Ontario, which was awesome. Lovely Brampton, Ontario. Uh, You're just saying that because (laughs) that's where you live. Don't tell people. (laughs) But yeah, it was pretty good. It was um, cool. And since we haven't had a chance to provide feedback on our thoughts or feelings or experience and not to get too much into our feelings, but how the event actually went for us. So let's start with Faraz, since it was in your hometown. What did you think of the conference? What were your takeaways? I initially thought the turnout when you know we were sitting in there, I guess I was expecting more, right? For the first big meet and getting out after the whole lovely COVID debacle that we went through, I thought there was probably going to be a lot more people. I guess I was just expecting more people. But um, overall, everything turned out to be great from whomever attended. It was a nice networking gathering that we we were able to attend to and um, pretty impressed by most of the speakers. Got a lot out of a few Mm -hmm. and um, some very interesting takeaways that uh, was part of our meeting today, was part of our next steps and was also part of you know, individuals that we are thinking to have on this session. So if you were to, you know, meet somebody that's just going into investing and say, yes or no, you should attend networking events or conferences like this, what would you tell them? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Why? Because it is what we've always done in the past where we are always like, oh, we should do this. We should do this. We talked a lot of nonsense about doing it and never doing it. If anything, you do end up learning and gaining from these events. You definitely do. There's a lot of good feedback that I saw, even just looking at social media and and getting people on my LinkedIn and all kinds of stuff from people that we've met. But you don't get that by not attending. 
right? You definitely don't. I mean, most of the stuff that we're actually going to focus on in the next little bit, it's stuff that we're we're trying to implement for ourselves within our business. That is awesome. And I think it's um, very valid, especially for new people coming in. And since nobody can see us, we just waved at a nice little boat, a family pontoon. going across yeah. the lake on a pontoon <laughs> boat. And they're probably staring at us like, why are they talking to themselves? <laughs> no, so staring at a mic and talking. With a mic in the room. But yeah, that's just how life goes. So Jerry, what about yourself? What were your kind of big takeaways from the multifamily conference? I thought it was great. I, I think I said to you guys earlier, I was actually a little bit uncomfortable, maybe a little bit nervous going to an in-person event for the first time in two and a half, three years. But I thought it was a great experience. It was the first conference that I'd really attended in real estate and certainly got some great, uh, especially tax advice was phenomenal, but it was a really good experience. And I think the first day I was a little bit, uh, like I said, a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, the second day met some great people as well. And uh, and I thought it was well worthwhile. And I I would certainly recommend it. I think if you're like me and you you may not be totally comfortable in that environment the first time through. It's something you need to do to really get the experience. And I, and I think that's a huge part of investing in real estate is is the networking piece and, and just being part of conferences like that. I think one thing that um, we always hear is that your net worth equals your network and attending events like that and actually putting yourselves out there as investors, as a business, does help you actually increase your network and ultimately, hopefully, leads to increasing your net worth. And the takeaways from the ad event, like two weeks later, we've spent several hours up at Jerry's Cottage sitting on the water and dogs barking in the background. Yeah, yeah. Dogs Boats barking. going by. Absolutely. <laughs> and kind of planning it our business. And we had a lot of takeaways, as Jerry and Faraz mentioned, as far as asset protection and you know how we structure our business. But I think the biggest thing for me is seeing so many others that are at different stages in their investing career and their investing businesses and what their plans are for you know the next six months, 12 months, two years. It's really inspiring. And without going face-to-face and actually meeting people and asking them questions about what they're doing in their business, you don't get that sense of, hey, I'm not alone. We're not alone. There are other people that are on this journey, maybe a little bit behind, maybe a little bit ahead, but we can do great things when it comes to real estate investing as a business. I think one of the really cool parts that that I found was, you know, we've, the three of us have been in business together for three and a half years now and known each other much longer, but that was the first time I'd really seen Kurt in that environment where he spent years in, in real estate and in conferences. And it was, it was really cool to see that something that, that he thought was a weakness of his was actually, it's a clear strength. He was great with networking and meeting people and. I thought it was an awesome part of uh, the three of us attending that conference together. A part that I like as well is the breakout sessions where we were literally literally on the second day, just standing, talking about ourselves and people just walking up to us, people walking up to us, introducing themselves. And, you know, we were doing the whole card swap and all kinds of stuff. And 
And I know what most of the times we were literally standing up in line waiting to meet some of the keynote speakers and kind of introduce ourselves and talk about what we were doing. But people were walking up to us and, and hey, what do you guys do? You know, what are you working on? So it was, that was a nice city. And QR codes. Everybody yes, has QR yes, codes. Yes, it's the new way. Apparently are a thing of the past. QR codes. We've ordered our, our new tap business cards. But yeah, I was shocked at how in two and a half years, how business cards became a thing of the past. Yeah, 100%. I think we did give a couple of people our business cards and they handed it back. They did a quick scan and, and said, thank you and handed it back. And we got really nice business cards. We like, do. <laughs> we really do. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I think other cool things I saw, there was uh, one company had like the t-shirts with the QR codes, speaking of QR codes, on the back. The yeah, I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah, just yeah. walking around with, uh, walk up to people and scan their the back of their t-shirts. I think the other thing is conversations that we had, realizing that we're probably further ahead than a lot of people. And I think we take it for granted with where we're at in such a short period of time. You don't always feel like we're further ahead by any means. I think we, especially because of the three of us are all full have full-time jobs, jobs yeah. and yeah. you feel like, man, we maybe could be doing more. But uh, yeah, there was a ton of people that are just getting started out and good for them because they're getting out to those events early on. But yeah, we're progressing quite nicely. Again, something that we, you know, we always talked about doing and, and, you know, you can look back in the past, but whatever we attended them, uh, I do think it's very important. And, and like you guys said, seeing newcomers, because we think most people are already way ahead of us and we're always, we're always our worst enemies and always not putting ourselves down. We're always thinking that shit, we could be so much further, but getting to these events and listening to people, it's nice to see that we're on track and we're doing exactly what we say we're doing. And I think from a networking standpoint and kind of meeting people, that is critical, especially now that we're looking at bigger deals for this year that are going to require more capital to be raised, more to put to partnerships, more exposure to other investors. Being there, I thought, at least for me, opened up my eyes to say, hey, like there are other resources that we can find outside of friends and families to raise capital and that the deals we're looking at are you know, great from a number standpoint, but not deals that everybody has access to. So it puts us in a unique position where, you know, when we put that presentation together, when we talk about the numbers, when we talk about the deal and the opportunity, it's not like, ah, uh, that's just another deal. It's like, oh, tell me more. Like buying a shopping mall. I don't know if you guys have ever told anybody recently that we have a contract on a shopping mall and how people react to that. It's pretty cool when I went on Google Earth and saw it because we haven't seen it, but to see the actual mall, it's not, to be quite honest, I thought it was a plaza, but when I went on Google Earth, it's, and no, it's more of a mall. Yeah. So I got the opportunity a couple of weekends ago and, and this weekend to tell people and they were very happy for us. They were like, oh, nice. You know, when I said we had this, you know, I always get asked, oh, you know, how's it going? What's going on? You know, how's life? Blah, blah, blah. People, friends that I haven't seen. And, you know, they bring up the real estate and I was able to say, hey, well, we actually got two things on the go right now on the contract. And, you know, the questions get asked and saying that and they're like, oh, my God, that'll, that's amazing. Right. So it's because people can't picture buying more. Like, well, we, we couldn't. And look where we're at. Yeah. Right. I remember the first investor, Jean LeBeau, many years, 10 plus years ago, says, 
I bought a ball in Kingston, Ontario. I'm like, you bought a mall? How right. do you buy a fucking mall? Right, right. <laughs> and now we're in that position three, three years, later. years yeah, in. Three and a half years in. We're like, yeah, we have a contract in a mall. And it's and we also have a church. The church, <laughs> yes. With yes. an elevator. <laughs> Back to the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> do not buy a building with an elevator. It's an expense. <laughs> yes. Sucks. But yeah, all these cool little things that we did not foresee with this business when we started. We thought you buy a duplex, triplex, fiveplex, maybe a six if we got lucky, and just cash flow. And yeah, we did that. But in the middle of that and then moving forward, it's now taking it to another level. And you know, one thing that I believe in, I know you guys believe in as well, is being completely transparent. It's that it's not been a smooth journey. It's not smooth right now. Right. We deal with tenant issues. We deal with cash flow issues. We deal with financing issues. We deal with issues of raising capital. But the journey itself and kind of pushing each other as a team makes it so much fun. Yeah. And, and I think even like going to the conference part, I mean, we learned a lot of stuff early on that I don't even think we realized we learned because, you know, setting up the business and from a tax standpoint, we did all that stuff correctly three and a half years ago. And we just learned a few weeks ago that we did it wrong. Not not that we set it up wrong. We just didn't manage it right as far from a tax benefit standpoint. So there are huge advantages to going to these conferences or speaking with professionals that know what they're talking about in multifamily. Because again, we we set up our corporate structure the way we were taught to and the way we were taught to was correct. We just didn't utilize it the right way. So it was a huge eye-opener for me and I think for all of us to realize that we probably cost ourselves thousands of dollars because we really just, we paid attention to what we learned early on, but we really didn't follow through with all of those learnings to make sure that we minimized our tax exposure. But in all fairness, we did end up making fun of the structure for the last three and a half years though, right? We always we always said, why do we have this? Why do we have this? Why do we have this? Now we know. Three years later, <laughs> we go to one of these things and... I think we literally sat there and looked at each other and said, holy shit. It's an, if you ever have an eye-opening moment, that, that was, was it. And I think that all was three of us sat them. there and went, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And speaker after speaker came on and they were, you know, all talking about different things, but, you know, setting up the corporate structure is always the most important thing. And then each of them spoke about that and we were like, shit. But here we are, and uh, our meeting today, we, we figured out that like this is how we move forward. You live right. and you learn, right? And what did I say a few weeks ago? If we're going to make mistakes and make money from those mistakes, then that's a good way to make them. 100%. We'll, we'll learn moving forward. We could have saved money, correct? but we didn't lose money. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So good two, place to be. I have two questions for you guys. And you can pick how you answer them, who answers what first and all that stuff. First one is, if you could take away what you learned at the conference, what you've learned in the past three and a half years as an investor, and you could tell your kids something, what would be that one thing? Oh, that's that's a good one. Do they have to listen? Because, you know, they typically they don't listen. Don't. Kids, your kids, kids aren't going to listen. Okay. Don't worry about all right. So I can pretty much say anything here. <laughs> Like a takeaway from this, 
to be honest, and on, on just the grand scheme of things, it is probably telling them that these networking events actually do work. They absolutely do work. I mean, like I said, what we've said throughout the entire podcast is that it was cool to be there. It was cool to learn what they were saying. I mean, most part, most, most times I'm always thinking, well, guys, this is just like everyday average shit. Like, I don't think we need to attend or I don't, you know, and, and that's probably what most people say. Why do I got to pay for this? Why do I got to pay to go to these events when it's just like common knowledge or it's like, you know, I could talk to so-and-so, you know, my brother does this, my, my brother-in-law does real estate. So I can probably get that knowledge, but absolutely not. I think if people were getting that knowledge on an everyday basis, they'd be a lot further than where they are today, but it kind of forces you to, to really get down and dirty and do something, right? Because number one, yes, you're spending the money to go. Why make it a waste? Right. That's, I think that's my biggest takeaway that I'd be telling my kids. I think for me and I, and I came back from the conference and my kids are 13 and 17 and I actually invited both of them to attend with me if they wanted to in the future, because I think it'd be awesome for them to come and learn that at an early age. And I think if anything, the biggest thing I would say is invest early in, especially in multifamily. You know, it's something I've spoke about before where I wish I had somebody had to give me that advice, but even when we were there, the amount of young people that were there, and, and we're not old, but we're certainly not. Well, I'm not old. I don't know what you guys are, but <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> but the amount of younger people that were there looking to invest or actively investing was awesome. And it really kind of inspired me to make sure my kids knew about these type of things because I didn't know about them at 20 or 22 years old, let alone 13 or 17. So if I can get them out to one or two of these conferences, I'd pay the money for them to be able to go and experience it. For sure. I think at one point in time, there was a group of guys that just walked up to us. And I think Kurt, you might've, one guy might've been from Cashel tribe, but I'm, look, I'm staring at the guy and I was thinking, Oh, like who is this guy? Like he looks like a freaking kid. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was so engaged and he was listening and he was talking about deals. And I'm like, man, he's in the best position of his life. He really is. He's setting himself up. I don't think this guy was even 20. He didn't look it. He he looked extremely young. And I was thinking, man, this guy's he's if he puts his heart into it, he'll make it big. How about you, Kurt? I think the biggest thing I impart to my kids is one, always show up. I think that uh, obviously a lot of people bought tickets to show up. And for, as you mentioned, lower attendance than expected because a lot of people didn't show up. So although showing up doesn't mean you'll succeed, at least it puts you in the driver's seat to then determine whether or not you take what you learn to put it into action. So always show up would be one huge life lesson, not just in real estate and life in general that I take from that. The other one would be just meet people, put yourself out there, Mm -hmm. try new things. Do not be afraid to succeed, fail, or anything in between because success is on the other side of hard. And if something is hard for you to do and you can do it, then success is there. If you do nothing, you will not succeed. So I think those are two lessons I would like to kind of share with the boys relating to real estate, business, entrepreneurship, just life, life, life is open. 
And I picked up the knife. So as we're sitting out here on the most spectacular view ever for a podcast, unfortunately, maybe tomorrow when we do the next episode, we can get like the camera out and we can actually show what we're looking at and make people jealous. Um, I think we should. I think we should. But um, Or the sunset. Oh, that's uh, sunsets are awesome here. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's next level Jamaica style sunsets. <laughs> Welcome to the sunset episode of the Jake. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I thought we should. Yeah. But yeah, this has been a lot of fun and looking forward to tomorrow and kind of learning and growing as individuals, as our business. And again, for everybody that's listening, we appreciate you. Thank you, family, friends. Obligated to download, comment, like, and subscribe, but to everybody else, we appreciate it. And cheers. 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 If you've enjoyed listening to the Logger and Listings podcast, leave a like or a comment. Not only will we appreciate it, but it will also help this podcast grow organically and help other investors and entrepreneurs grow their businesses and have fun along the way.